Welcome to the Apostolic Keynote Podcast from King of Faith Church. This message is by Colin Urquhart. I'm simply going to remind you of who you are. Not who you will be, but who you are. According to the revelation of truth that God has given us in his word. Now we would all agree that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, and in him there is no sin. He is perfect in who he is, perfect in all his ways, and what he has accomplished for us is a perfect salvation. The scriptures reveal that if you are born again, God has put you into Christ. You are, as Jesus explained, a branch in the true vine, a branch in Jesus. By definition, in Jesus there can be no sin. So you are without sin. By definition, everything about Jesus is perfect, so you have been made perfect. But as the writer to Hebrews says, those that have been sanctified have been made perfect forever through Jesus. That because he is the Holy One, It would be impossible for anybody to be in him unless they had been made holy. So you have been sanctified. You have been made holy. You are perfect in Christ. Not you will be, but you are. In Christ, without sin, without guilt, without fear, without shame, totally acceptable, made righteous, made holy. This is your profile. This is who you are. So, in Christ... You cannot sin. Remember what John wrote in his first epistle. The NIV says, no one who lives in him keeps on sinning. What the Greek actually says is no one who lives in him sins. You can't live in Christ and sin. There's no sin in Christ. So... Jesus says that God will answer your prayer, whatever you ask in the name of Jesus. Now, the name in Scripture denotes the person. So anything you ask in the person of Jesus, God will answer. can't imagine an imperfect prayer in Christ. So every prayer in Christ, in the name of Jesus Christ, will be answered. You will receive whatever you ask in prayer if you believe. So this is 
who you are. It may not be how you feel. If it's not how you think of yourself, your thinking needs to change. Listen to what Paul says when he's writing to the Colossians in chapter 3. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Not you shall be, but you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. So you are seated in Christ. You are seated in heavenly places. In heaven, there can be no sin. In heaven, everything is perfect. In everything, in, in heaven, everything is according to the will of God. And you are seated with Christ in heavenly places. So set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above. So set your mind on who you are. In Christ. The new creation that God has made you. For you died to who you used to be. And your life is now hidden with Christ in God, in whom there is no sin, no darkness, in whom there is no failure, in whom there is only perfection and holiness and righteousness. Your life is now hidden with Christ in him, in God. This is the gospel. Anything less than this is not the gospel. This is the good news of what Jesus Christ has accomplished for you now. Already, for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, if you are in Christ, he is your life. And he says, if you continue to live in him, he will continue to live in you, so he will be your life. And in him there is no sin, in him there is no darkness, in him there is no failure, in him there is only perfection, in him there is holiness, in him there is righteousness. Amen. I'm telling you the truth and none of you really looks happy about it. <laughs> you should all be beaming, smiles. Wow! This is who I am. By the mercy and the grace of God. So perhaps you're sitting there not believing this. Everything I've said is true. Everything. But if you're not smiling, it's because you're sitting there thinking, this is not my experience. But your experience is wrong. The truth isn't wrong. Your experience is wrong. What God wants to do is to change your experience, to bring it in line with the truth. He's not going to change the truth to bring it in line with your experience. But your experience can only be transformed by the truth if you believe the truth. And if you sit there looking as if it's not true for you, then you don't believe it. So every day you need to be praising God. I have been made perfect forever. I have been sanctified in Christ Jesus. I have been made perfect. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. This is the truth. I speak all these truths over my life every day because they're the truth about me. I'm not inventing the truth. I'm, this is not wishful thinking. This is the revelation of what God says he has made me and done for me and done for you in Christ. Either I believe the word of God or I don't. If I don't believe the word of God, I shall not think like this about myself. 
So when Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Yeah, well, that's the future. But God has already given you that glory. Jesus said, I have given them the glory that you gave me. So because you are living in the ascended, glorified Christ, he has already given you that glory. Shall we go back and start again and then see if we can get some response here? You see, unless the revelation is too good to be true, it's not the gospel. The gospel is too good to be true, but it is true. But if it doesn't sound impossible, it's not the gospel. So then you think to yourself, to try to excuse yourself, what about all those scriptures about God transforming us into his likeness from one degree of glory to another? What about that scripture that says if we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us? Well, I've been talking to you about who God says you are. I haven't been talking to you about the way you live. The question is, do you live according to who you are? Or do you still live, at least in part, as the person you no longer are in God's eyes? You see, when God the Father looks upon you, he sees you in his son. He can't see anything wrong in his son. He sees you as he has made you. Through the blood of Jesus, through the living water of the Spirit. He sees you made totally acceptable. He sees you sanctified. He sees you holy. sees you made righteous. So what's the problem? Well, you're the problem if you don't believe who you are. If you don't believe who you are, you will still live as if you are who you were. This uh, being transformed into his likeness with ever-increasing glory, how does that happen? What's that process? That process is God simply teaching you who you are and the more you live how, who you are in Christ, the more of that glorious transformation takes place in your experience. You see, I've been talking to you about who you are spiritually, in the spirit. Now, in the natural, your natural life, your soul life, at this moment, does not live in perfection, does not live in sinlessness. What the devil wants you to believe is that you are what is happening in your soul rather than you are who God says you are in the spirit. So either you're going to believe God or you're going to believe the world, the flesh, and the devil. Because those three things all conspire to try to undermine your faith in who God has made you in Christ. 
Jesus says, in your flesh, in your natural life, there's nothing good. Nothing good. Whereas in Christ, everything is good. Everything is holy. Everything is pure. Everything is righteous. Everything is victorious. Because you're living in the one who has already overcome. Overcome the enemy, overcome sin, overcome death. So you have died. You have already overcome death in Christ. Because you have been raised with him, as the scripture just said that we've read, and you are seated with him in heavenly places, so you have overcome death. That's why you don't need to fear your physical death. It's of no consequence. It's simply a passing into a further revelation of who you are in Christ without all the hindrances of the world, the flesh, and the devil. That was worth an hallelujah. Now, come on, I've been teaching you this stuff for all these months, just putting it all together for you now. Just to make sure that your thinking is in line with God's thinking. See, if God says one thing and you think something different, somebody's got to be wrong. And you're only allowed one guess as to who it is. <laughs> See, it's your thinking about yourself that is wrong. If you don't think of who you are in Christ, then you won't live the victorious life that he's called you to live. So we acknowledge in my soul life, I'm not living in perfection. In my soul life, I can still sin and do sin. I can still think incorrectly. I can still believe incorrectly. I can relate incorrectly. I can do all kinds of things incorrectly. In the spirit, I can't do any of those things. In Christ, I can't do any of those things. So... When I do those things, it's not that God has thrown me out of Christ. It's simply that I'm not living as if I am in Christ. I'm still living as if I'm outside of Christ. But you see, the point is that Jesus said, if you continue to live in me, I will continue to live in you. So if I'm doing any of those negative things, they're not Christ in me. I'm not living as if, I'm not, I'm not acting as if I'm living in Christ. Therefore, I'm not acting as if Christ is living in me. Because Christ won't move me to sin. He won't lead me into failure. He won't lead me into fear and despondency and negativity. He has overcome all that. And he says, you've died to all that. The old is gone. The new has come. You are now a new creation. So you know this, I'm just... Pulling out for you this morning the implications of this. Some of you are going to have a freedom encounter next weekend. The point about freedom is you're being freed from what Christ has already freed you from because of who you are in Christ. All those things that you will bring to the Lord shouldn't be in your life anyway. That's why he's going to get them rid of them. Amen? They're not his will. They're not his purpose. Therefore, they undermine what God actually wants to see of himself reflected in your life. You see, there are two ways you can get out of bed in the morning. You can get out thinking... I'm supposed to live in holiness today. But knowing me, that's going to be a tough ask. Or you can get out and say, a saint has just put his feet on the ground. A saint is now going to live. A saint, someone who is sanctified in Christ Jesus, someone who is living in Christ, in whom Christ is living. That is my life today. You see, if your thinking isn't right, your behavior won't be right. Your faith won't be right. Your expectations won't be right. Nothing will be right. 
So we need to see ourselves and think of ourselves. I can sin. It isn't that my sin doesn't matter. It's that my sin cannot affect who I am in Christ. Doesn't matter how much failure in my life, it cannot in any way touch my life in Christ. Can't. That's why if I confess my sins, he is faithful and just to forgive me my sins, to cleanse me from all unrighteousness because that's who I am in Christ. So if I acknowledge some sin in my life, God is saying, well, I acknowledge that's got nothing to do with who you are now, so it's forgiven. It's forgiven, it's forgotten. It has no part, no place in your life. There's no guilt, there's no shame. Back to who you are in Christ. Hallelujah. You see, your identity is not in your behavior. Your identity is in Christ. You are who you are because of who God says you are. And you've got a problem if you don't believe that because your argument is with God. It's not with me. Your argument is with the word of God. Your argument is with the revelation of truth. Your argument is with God. You say, well, you say that about me, but I can't see that that's true about me. Then you don't believe the truth. And if you don't believe the truth, then you cannot live in freedom. As Jesus says, if you continue in the truth, you will be my disciples, you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Listen, my friend, the freedom we can will not set you free if you don't believe the truth. The idea of a freedom weekend is not just to have a weekend of experience, but for God to bring you back into a greater revelation of the truth in your life. So you realize, well, there's certain things that have been going on in my life that have not been the truth. Praise God, he's going to set me free and deliver me from those, but not so that I can go back then to living in ways that still are not consistent with the truth, but so that now I can live in the revelation of who I am in Christ that none of those negative things are going to be drag anchors that are holding me back from God's best purposes in my life. Are we there? Still breathing. So praise God. The truth is so wonderful. Too good. To be true, but it is true. So, of course, this is why Jesus says, don't judge anyone. Especially don't judge any of your brothers and sisters in Christ because God has made them who he says they are. Sanctified. Made holy. And called to be holy. That's where the soul life comes in. So all God is saying to us is live according to whom I have made you, you don't have to try to become something you're not, but you are to live as the one who you are. Are we getting this? Making sense? In him is your healing. In him is your provision. You can't have any sickness. You can't have any lack in Jesus. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. David said that. 
thousand years before Jesus was born. But he knew this about God. If you're living in the shepherd, you can't lack anything. You can have lack outside of him, but not in him. So the answer to every need, the answer to every pain, the answer to every sickness is in him. Amen. So this is why when Jesus sits the disciples down at the Last Supper, and this is going to be the last opportunity he has to teach them before his crucifixion and resurrection, he gives them this illustration of the vine and them being the branches of the vine. And he says to them, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now abide, continue, dwell in, rest in, tarry in my love. In his love is perfection. In his love, there is completion. And the scripture says you are complete in him. In Christ is the fullness of life. And the scripture says you have already received the fullness of his life. You see, if you're living in Christ and Christ is living in you, you can't lack anything. If Christ comes to live in you, he hasn't left some of his blessing, some of his anointing, some of his uh, characteristics outside of you. He's, he's come in the fullness of who he is. The spirit is the fullness of Christ in you. Hallelujah. So Paul says, get your heart set on things above. See where you belong. Let your mind be set upon things above. Think of who you are. This is not who you shall be when you go to heaven. The scripture says this is who you are now. The person you were no longer exists. You have died. Your water baptism was the funeral service, wasn't it, of your old life. It was the burial service. You are dead and lay buried with Christ in order that now you may live in the risen life of Jesus. <clears throat> so you see, Paul understands. Paul lives in the real world. And he, he, he understands you have this new life in a body of sin. See, a lot of the sin in people's lives is feeding the bodily appetite. But Paul says, if you're going to live in this revelation of truth, you have to reckon yourself dead, dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. So you can choose to sin, but you don't have to. You're no longer in bondage to sin. Sin is no longer your master, he said. Amen? Now Christ Jesus is your master. So God has blessed you in Christ with every blessing in heaven. Not he will when you are sanctified further, but because you're already sanctified, made perfect in his sight, living in Christ, seated in heavenly places with him, he has already blessed you with everything that heaven has to give. You are already a co-heir with Christ, that whatever he inherited from the Father when he returned to heaven, you inherit because you're living in the one who has already inherited. Hallelujah. You are a co-heritor. That doesn't mean that you will in the future 
inherit with Christ. It means you are already part of what he has inherited. You've inherited it along with him. So you have been blessed in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Hallelujah. This is the truth. So you, I found that you have to keep reminding yourself of who you are so you don't allow your thinking and your faith to slip out of gear and find yourself thinking that you are who you were instead of who you are. And that's what the enemy wants you to think. He can't, you see, the enemy cannot touch you in Christ. He cannot touch you in Christ. He cannot. There's nothing that he can do. That's why you have you know, authority over all the power of the evil one and nothing can harm you. In Christ, nothing can harm you. Nothing can touch you. On that highway of holiness, the lion and the wild beast can't get there. That, that, that's, that's the devil and the demonic powers. They cannot get up on that highway of holiness. That's why you're walking with Jesus. They can't touch you. Sin makes us vulnerable. Not living in that fullness makes us vulnerable. Vulnerable to the influence of the world around us because we live in a world that is not in Christ. And the spirit of this world is opposed to Christ. So how can you more effectively live in who you are rather than in who you were. Would you like to know that? Very simple. Where do you feed? Do you feed the spirit or do you feed the soul? If you feed on the truth, you are built up in the truth. Feed on the things the world offers you, and that will build up the soul life to the detriment of the spirit. So you can feed on... You know, I, I like I like drama. Movies with drama, you know. Not a lot of violence and ungodly stuff, but good story. But it's the world. I can't feed on that. If I if that's what feeds me, that's going to be detrimental to my spiritual life. Hello? There's more fulfillment in the spirit than anything that will feed your soul. There's peace and joy in the spirit that you can never have by receiving what the world offers you or what your flesh desires. All those kind of things that please you are so transitory. They're just illusionary, really. They last for a moment and they're gone and often you feel bad about them afterwards. Whereas in the spirit, whatever you experience there is fulfilling and has lasting effect. Bears lasting fruit. So you decide what to read, what you look at, what you think about, where you place your focus. You want to live in revival, don't you? Well, in revival, you don't have any time for those worldly things because actually you don't desire them anymore. 
But where does God send revival? Where people really want the will of God. Not, not, it's not just a question, oh, Lord, we want to see more miracles. We want to see more people. We want to see harvest. We want to see multiplication. Yes, 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 yes. We want to see that. God wants to see that. But God also wants to see his will being outworked in your life. You know, we've got this impossible situation, seemingly impossible situation in our parliament with all the divisions over Brexit and non-Brexit and all the rest of it. So I said, Lord, what is your will? He said, my will is that they all repent and believe. I can never, I can never have anything less than that than my, as my will. But you see, because that's not what people are doing, there will remain divisions. There'll be no healing of those divisions without repentance and faith. Because that's true in any section of society. So praise God, when we repent, Lord, that was me, it wasn't you. And God says, okay, I forgive you, come on, learn, Learn, don't just go on doing the same stuff. Learn and feed on what will build you up in the spirit. You see, while you're here at Bible school, you have this wonderful, wonderful opportunity because you're getting built up in your spirit all the time because you're being confronted with so much truth, 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 truth. Truth, truth, that builds you up, builds up your faith. Brings transformation to your life because there's more of that revelation of truth and less of self than there was. But there's still too much self in all of us. See, who is yourself like? Now, who is yourself like? Christ in you. That's why Paul says the secret is this, Christ in you. I have been crucified with Christ. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. Paul discovered the truth. I no longer live. So why act as if I do still live? Instead of as the one I am now in Christ and in whom Christ lives. So the scripture says there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. And this is the amazing thing you see about God that he, he's made us who we are in Christ we still don't live out that fully, but he doesn't condemn us for that. Why? Because you're in Christ, and in Christ there's no condemnation. So God says, well, I can't, I can't condemn you because in Christ there's no condemnation and you're living in Christ. I can't punish you because in Christ there's no punishment. He's borne all your punishment, so there's no punishment left. I won't punish you, I won't condemn you because you're in Christ. Totally acceptable, made holy, made righteous, made perfect, complete. It's not an illusion. This is not spiritual fantasy land. This is the truth. God has to get it into our thick Believe it, he's saying, believe it. He can't add to it because what he's done is perfect. There's nothing more you can do. He says, I've done it all. Just believe it. And that's why God has given us the Holy Spirit because the, Spirit, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of faith. See, the Holy Spirit lives within you, urging you all the time, believe the truth. Believe the truth. Don't believe your feelings, believe the truth. Don't believe your circumstances, believe the truth. Don't believe what others say, believe the truth. Just live in the truth. Your feelings are not the truth. 
Your feelings are just that, feelings. Feelings can change. But the truth can never change. Circumstances can change, but the truth can never change. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. So if you're a person of faith, you believe that God is who he says he is. Well, most Christians have no problem with that. But you believe also that you are who he says you are. Made perfect, sanctified, complete in Christ, new creation. You've died. Your life is now. Listen. Your life is We've read this in Colossians. Your life is now. Now, at this moment, hidden with Christ, co-heir with him, in God, in whom is no darkness, no sin, nothing imperfect, no fear, no doubt, no negatives. You are now hidden with Christ in God. So your freedom weekend would just get rid of a whole lot of stuff that shouldn't be there anyway. But the important thing is that you, you don't then just, okay, now I go back to living, you know, trying to live a better Christian life. That would be a disastrous. No, no, now I'm set free from those things that have hindered me to live according to the revelation of who I am in Christ. To think of myself as God says, I am. Not who I will be, but who I am. This is an amazing gospel. This is an amazing gospel. This is amazing. God looks upon you in Christ this morning and he can't see anything wrong with you. In Christ. So if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why? Because that puts us back in the place of righteousness where we belong in Christ. So hallelujah. God is good. But can you see why you've heard me say, I don't know how many times since you've been here as students and on the team, do not Look at yourself and analyze yourself. You're looking at what has died. See who you are in Christ. Focus on who you are in him. Don't examine yourself. Examine him. Consider him, the scripture said. Don't consider yourself. Consider him. And the more you consider him, the more you will realize who you are in him and what God has done for you so you can live in him and how your life in him is going to define who you are. Hallelujah. So praise God. Have a great freedom weekend. But realize that your true freedom is in the revelation of the truth that God will set you free from those things so that you can live more fully in the revelation of who you are in Christ. Because all those things that inhibit and restrict freedom are things you've done outside of Christ. None of them have been the work of Christ in you. That's why they don't belong in your life. That's why God is so willing to free you from any effect that they've had, so that now you can live fully in the revelation of who you are.
Do we have any believers here? Mm. Hallelujah. You need, really, beloved, you need to speak these things over your life every day. Speak these scriptures over your life every day. Why? Because otherwise it won't be your thinking. And if it's not your thinking, it's not your believing. And if it's not your believing, it won't be your behaving. And just remember, the only way to be built up on the truth is to feed on the truth and not to feed on other stuff that is not the truth. Not to allow yourself to come under the influence of the world, of worldly programs, of worldly films, of worldly this, worldly that. That will have a detrimental effect to your ability to live in Christ. Because it's not where your focus is, you see. Your focus is on the wrong thing. Sometimes my focus has got on the wrong things. I've had, Lord, forgive me. Bring the focus back to where it needs to be. On the truth and who you are in Christ. Let's all stand. Come into the middle here. Oh, hallelujah. Just start thanking the Lord for who you are. Well, that's not any good, is it? I mean, come on. I said, thank the Lord. Those who are thankful rejoice. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Pura la basandaria leto papapara santori santa papacala sanduma. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Papapara Sandaria Leto Papapara Sandari Sandari. Jesus. Thank you, 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 Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now I'm going to get you to repeat 
some truths about yourself after me. I'm going to say something. I want you to repeat these things. Why? Well, I'm encouraging you to speak the truth over your life. All these will be scriptural truths. And remember, you place your life under the words you speak. That's why it's important to speak these words daily over your life or similar scriptures over your life. So your thinking is in line with God's thinking about you. So just say these things after me. Lord, I believe what you say about me in your word. I have died and my life is now hidden with Christ in God. The old has gone. The new has come. I am a new creation. You have given me everything I need for life and godliness. The promises you've given me enable me to live in your divine nature. You have given me an anointing from the Holy One so I can walk in the light as a child of light. You have placed me in Christ Jesus. I live in him and he lives in me. In him there is no darkness. In him there is no sin. In him there is no fear. In him there is no doubt. In him there is no inadequacy. Your grace is sufficient for me. And your power is made perfect in my weakness. In myself I am weak. But in Christ I have his life, his power, his strength, his fullness. Everything that he is, is mine. Because I'm a co-heir with Christ. In my life, in Christ Jesus, there is no condemnation. You have blessed me in Christ with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. I lack nothing good. I have the fullness of your life. Christ Jesus is my holiness because I live in him. He is my righteousness because I live in him. He is my perfection because I live in him. I am complete in him. I lack nothing in Christ Jesus. And I praise you, Lord, that through my baptism, my old life has died and lay buried with Christ, that now I might live the new life in Christ Jesus. To you belong all the glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Papa papa ra sandaria leto papa papa ra sandama. Papa papa para sandari saria leto papa papa ra sandama. Balandaria leto papa papa para sandari saria leto. Yes, 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 yes. Yes, 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 yes. Papa papara sandaria leto, papa papara zato kalazotaba. Brondaria leto, karazotari sandaria lenama sandama. Papa para santo, papa para zotari sandama. Kolotoparia leto, karazotari sandama. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh Lord, you are so good. What a total salvation you have won for us through all that you have suffered for us.
we thank you that the good news is almost too good to believe, but it is true. And we thank you, Lord, that knowing the truth sets us free. Hallelujah. You know, the more you live in the revelation of this truth, when you're tempted to do something that is not the will of God. You can expect him to say to you, you know, that is not worthy of me. That really is not worthy of me. Don't do it. It's not worthy of me. It's not what I would do, so don't you do it, because it's not worthy of me. But then God takes you a step beyond that, and he starts to teach you, that's not worthy of you. Because if it's not worthy of me, it's not worthy of you, because you live in me. So my values now become your values. So understand that anything that is not worthy of me is not worthy of you either. Hallelujah. So when we do what is not worthy of him, not worthy of ourselves, that grieves him rather than pleases him. He doesn't condemn us, as we've seen, but it doesn't please him either. It doesn't further his purpose in our life. So isn't he good? I mean, he's just so merciful. He's so patient, so kind. His loving kindness is so great. But he sets us free to live in freedom. So God is going to do a lot in people's lives this coming weekend to set people free. But that will be to very little avail unless afterwards you live in freedom. The freedom who you are, not of who you were, because there's no freedom in who you were, but all the freedom is in who you are in Christ. So, you know, an encounter weekend is, is just a springboard into the further revelation of your new life in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Just remember, the more your focus is on the truth, the more he transforms you into his likeness. You don't get transformed through trying to be a better person. Stop trying to be a better person. Listen, Jesus did not die to make you a better person. He died to replace you with his person. The gospel is not an improvement program. It's about the new life. Amen. Praise God. So he deals with all that stuff. But he builds us up in the truth of who we are in Christ. What a God, eh? What a God. So, Father, we bless you. We thank you for Jesus. We thank you for all that he's accomplished. Thank you, Lord, that we are who we are because he is who he is. And we live in him and he lives in us. And we give you glory. We give you honor and praise that we are what, who your word says we are. And we can do what your word says we can do. And we can be what your word says we can be. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. We give you all the praise. We bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com. 